The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Welcome to episode 208 of the Pesky Report, brought to you by none other than Belly Up Sports. Um, I'm Ed Han. Brad's shaking his head at me. I don't know why he's shaking his head at me, but uh, uh, I'm I'm pretty sure that's the wrong episode number now. <laughs> uh, well, we don't label the Men of Tomorrow episodes, so it throws things off a little bit. Uh, maybe we should just start going back. It's either it's either episode 208, 209, or 210. It's one of those. Anyway, I'm Ed Hand, and uh, we're here with special guest uh, Ryan Sharif. Uh, Sheriff, I'm joined by Brad Chandler. How are you doing, Brad? I'm doing good. Uh, super pumped to be part of this episode today. Um, it's Sheriff, right? It's Sheriff. Yeah, it's like the cop. Sheriff. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's no, Sheriff. I said that. I realized I mispronounced it and corrected myself, but then I started having doubts that I got it wrong again. So you know, off it's, to a great start. Uh, how, are, how are you doing, man? How 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 have you been? I'm great. Thank you for asking. I appreciate it's, it. I hope you guys are doing well too. Ed's notorious for pronouncing names incorrectly. I read it's a lot okay. of names and then I never actually hear them. I was calling Tanner uh, Hauk Tanner Hook for about a year before people corrected me. So <laughs> this is, you know, it's just joining. You're in good company uh, there at least. But um, yeah, um, you. so you were saying before we started, you've been at Fort Myers for like a week now. Yeah, I've been here for about a week, you know, just getting ready. Um, just, you know, wanted to get down here a little early just to, uh, you know, get adjust to the time zones. I was in Los Angeles for a while. So uh, yeah, just getting down here, uh, knowing my teammates and uh, just trying to get better. Yeah. How, uh, how many guys are down there right now? I have no clue. I think there, there's a lot. Now they got like a minor league side going on. Um, I think everyone shows up within the next couple of days. So there's quite a few. Have, um, you, have you ended up meeting Yoshida yet? Uh, I have not. We have not introduced each other to each other's selves, I guess you could say. So I have not met him. <laughs> Who have you gotten to meet so far? Uh, I got to meet Reese. Really good dude. Love that guy. Uh, ran into Kike today. He's one of my guys that I used to face all the time. And, uh, who else have I ran into? Uh, friends with Verdugo for a really long time. We're on the same fall league team in like seven years ago. So I know a bunch of dudes, and obviously they faced me throughout the years too, which is pretty pretty cool. How's uh, how are how are the vibes right now? How are how are people how are people feeling going into this season? Uh, I would say they're pretty good. Just trying to bring some positivity everywhere. You know what I mean? Just trying to have fun. That's what it's about, and uh, just so that we can produce during the season. It's all about having fun. So when you joined the when you joined the team, it was back. Uh, you signed back uh, about a month ago, right? Back in January. Um, what was the uh, like? What brought you to Boston? What made you want to come here? Uh, you know, I love pitching at Fenway. It's one of my favorite uh, places to pitch at. It's historic. It's great. Um, I love that the mound feels like you're on top of the hitter. 
the fans are freaking awesome. Even when I was with the Rays, like it was just so cool. The atmosphere is electric. And I was like, I'm about to be a part of a historic franchise. Like this is sweet. And so that's why I chose Boston. What, what kind of, for people that aren't familiar with your game, what, what kind of pitcher are you? Um, you know, I usually just like fastball slider, you know, mix them change up every now and then just, you know, of the Rays turned me into like this strikeout dude. So I started striking out a lot more guys. Um, and then when I was with back with St. Louis, I was a big ground ball guy, but now I just try to throw heaters like Carlos Rendon says, angry heaters and just try to blow up <laughs> by dudes. So I think that's what I've turned it into now. Have you always had that? Um, Cause I've gotten to watch a bunch of videos um, of uh, you on Twitter. Have you always had that sidearm uh, wind up? Nah, so I used to uh, throw over the top when I was with St. Louis, and my velocity was like 89, maybe like 91. And uh, I started getting some shoulder issues in the front. And one offseason, I think I was working out at USC, and I was like, wow, my arm feels really good when I throw from the side. Like, it feels like really good. So I went into minor league spring training throwing like that. I didn't care what happened. I looked at the radar gun. I was like 91, 92. And I was like, okay, I got something here. I think I got, I think I gave up like four runs. I, I really didn't care. And then my next outing, I just like started blowing 94 by guys, struck out the side. And uh, ever since then, I just started throwing sidearm. We're, that's, we're, how did you process that? Like, well, I've got three more miles on my fastball this way. Like how, like, that must be an awesome I, feeling. I just didn't – I had nothing to lose. I was a minor leaguer making 500 bucks every two weeks. What am I going to lose? I can go I can go work at the airport and make twice as much as what I'm getting now. So I had literally had zero to lose. And so I just, well, just like risk it for the biscuit and try it, and that's what I did. Looked like you had something there, Brad. Uh, no, I'm actually like looking up some stuff right now while listening. Um yeah. So you started with St. Louis. Were you drafted by uh, St. Louis? Yeah, I was actually drafted in 2010 by the Washington Nationals, and I didn't okay. sign. And then I got drafted by St. Louis in 2011 so and ended what, up signing. What made that decision to not sign with the Nationals? I think it was pretty uh, – you know, I was told I was going to get drafted in like the 10th or the 12th round, and they dropped me back all the way to the 33rd round and then just didn't offer me enough money. And I was like, this seems kind of sketchy. Like, this seems like not right. Um, and I want to do this the right way. And so I got drafted in the 28th round, a couple rounds higher. whoop de doo <laughs> <laughs> So what made you make the decision to, uh, to take that offer? Uh, with the um, Cardinals, I didn't really feel like going to a university and doing school again because, like, a school is not like my thing. So, and they offered me, I think, like five x of what I was offered by the Nationals. So, I ended up just taking the the St. Louis deal and just grinding in the minor leagues with them. So, going to the Rays from the Cardinals, those are both two teams known for being developed, uh, able to develop pitchers pretty well. What? did you notice the difference was especially with the rays and their famed uh pitching labs um, so they so, turned you into a strikeout guy so i'm kind of curious what that transition was like yeah so i didn't really strike too many guys out when i was with st louis like big ground ball guy analytics still weren't like that big of a thing then um and then you know it's like all about the cardinal way out there uh i'm kind of like a rebel so i don't like following rules 
And so as soon as I got to the raise, I was told like, you can literally do whatever you want, anything you want. Like, I was like, this is the dream come true. <laughs> and, uh, and they took me to the side one day and they were just like, the reason why we signed you to this three year deal is because your analytics play so good. I, at the time just didn't know how to utilize them. Um, you know, I was never taught how to utilize it, never taught how to read it. And so when I got there, they were teaching me how to like use the track man and like the plots and what the separation is and all the horizontals and the verts and all the analytical data. And next thing you know, I'm pitching in the World Series a year later and I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. So yeah, there we go. You had you didn't give you had a season where you didn't give up a run, right? During the regular season. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think it's broke some records or set some records or something. I went like 12 innings with like no runs, including the the World Series or something like that. Uh, broke a couple of records. No big deal. Whatever, man. <laughs> I think there was like a record or something. I was there that year. I don't know. That, that I mean, that must have been so cool. Was that, that was the 20, that was 2020, right? Yeah, it was cool, but I didn't get any recognition for it. So, but no, other than that, people- it was pretty cool. Yeah, no, people say that that year doesn't matter. But if you prorate those scoreless innings that you had, if you were to do like, what is it, like times 2.7, I don't know. That's a pretty that's a pretty solid full season there. Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, like, I didn't know that I was going to throw up a zero ERA in the big leagues. Like, whether it's like, whether it's a shortened season or not, you're still in the big leagues facing the best hitters in the world. And to not give up any runs, like, it's it's amazing. What? Because I think you're our first person that we've ever had on this show who's been, who's played in a World Series before. Um, what? What was that like for you? Uh, it was absolutely insane because I grew up a Dodger fan. So being from Los Angeles, being a Dodger fan, uh, my dad a hardcore Dodger fan. Um, you got my whole entire city watching me and like Instagram stories all at the bars and stuff of me, of me on TV. It was just insane. And nobody knew who to root for. Um, but it was cool. I got to pitch on stand up to cancer night. Uh, my dad uh, passed away from cancer when I was 21. So uh, I think that was just so awesome. Um, but yeah, it was a great experience. Yeah, who was your favorite? Were you, so you were a Dodgers fan growing up. Who was your favorite player? Oh man. Back before I was a pitcher, I think it was Sean Green. I get that. I get that one. I remember, yeah. like, yeah. Is that, so was that great Dodger, great Jewish Dodger? Yeah, great Jewish Dodger, great Dodger in general. Um, but yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. I mean, just a blessed experience. Grateful to be able to pitch there and, uh, you know, just enjoy that. Yeah, that must have really been something. Had to be weird that it was in, in Texas. You know, it was weird, but then again, it's like we're in the World Series. Who really cares? You know what I mean? Like, this is the World Series. Like, this is sweet. Like, would I love to be pitching in LA? Oh my God, that would have been a dream come true. But, um, you know, we still were able to do it. Unfortunately, we lost, but what can you do? It's baseball. Yeah, I mean, you still, you got there in a season that it was extra hard to get there just because of that whole, like, eight teams making the play, eight teams for each league making the playoffs, and then you had to go and fight through. I don't even remember who it was with the Rays. Uh, that was not a good Red Sox year uh, at all. Uh, but <laughs> um, I'm, uh, uh, I don't, don't want to talk about it. 
Oh yeah, no, we've tried to block out the 2020 season here. That's tough <laughs> to be. To be it scared. literally goes from like 2019 to 2021. But that wasn't the right. first. That wasn't the first really big stage that you pitched on. You were in the uh, World Baseball Classic back in uh, 2017 for uh, for Israel, right? Yeah, I pitched in the qualifiers for them in 2016. That atmosphere is actually uh, very insane as well. It's really, really intense. Every single play is just super intense because you're playing for a nation. Um, but that was pretty cool. I was not able to play, uh, go to, I think it was Japan with them or, or South Korea. I uh, wasn't able to go there. Just, uh, you know, it was my first big league camp with St. Louis. I wasn't on the roster. And, uh, you know, I, I think it was the right move to stay stay in big league camp and i almost made the team which was crazy wow your first year in camp you almost made you almost made the squad there yeah i got cut when we went to go play an exhibition game against the memphis redbirds a triple a team um literally a day before the season they as soon as i got off the bus be like hey you had one of the greatest springs i've ever seen but um we're gonna uh send you to triple a and i was like okay were you kind of just like okay i'll make it later were you was it kind of disappointing after getting that far? I mean, I just didn't care, to be honest with you. <laughs> it was just like, I've been in the minor leagues for seven years at that point. Like, I I don't care. Like, it is what it is. You know, I can't control their decisions that they make. And then I ended up making my debut that August, I think. It took a while, but I did it. Can you tell, can you tell us about your debut? Because that seven years is a long time to stick to anything. The, you know, the, yeah. the, the minor league conditions aren't, aren't the best i mean that must have been how did that how did you find out you were you were getting the call um yeah minor league conditions suck but i just wanted <laughs> to prove to myself and prove to everybody else that like i could i could do it um so i was going to sell my car the next day because i needed money i was sleeping on an air mattress at my at one of our teammates apartment in the living room and i'm playing video games on my laptop with one of my buddies on skype and uh, I just got a phone call from some random number. I didn't have the manager's number saved. So I answer it and he's like, hey, are you still going to CarMax tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go sell my car. And he goes, well, uh, you're going to have to change that plan because you're going to the big leagues. I was like, wait, what? I was like, this is sweet. So first I was excited. I was calling everybody, like all my parents or all my parents, like my mom, my aunt and my girlfriend at the time. But nobody was answering the phone. <laughs> like nobody nobody answered the phone and so i'm like okay this is stupid but then like i got to the big leagues and i was kind of mad and i was just mad because it took so long to get there and i was like i should have been here so long ago and i wasn't and to be honest i was a little upset but um i tried you had to make a chip on your trip you had a chip on your shoulder yeah, I was pretty pissed. I mean, the following year, that, that same year, or 2016, I was a triple-A all-star. 2017, I was a triple-A all-star. It was like, there's nothing more I could prove. I'm left-handed. I'm throwing pretty hard. Like, I'd go on spurts of not giving up a run in, like, 10 appearances. And I was like, this is this is ridiculous. Like, what's going on here? And yeah. uh, finally, I made it. Yeah, I mean, at some point, I feel like a lot of people would have just kind of packed it up at that point. Like, did you, was it just that important, like getting that next step or like what, I mean, you were about to sell your car. Like what kept you pushing? I just didn't want to give up. I mean, don't get me wrong. There was times where I'm going in the manager's office and I'm just like, yo, like, what do I have to do? Because I can't afford to play baseball anymore. I can't afford this. 
And he was just like, you're just one of the guys to go like blah, 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 blah. Next thing you know, I have to go see a psychologist and stuff like that. And I'm just like, I don't need a psychologist. I just need to get to the show because I've proved myself and I'm better than the guys you have now. And, uh, you know, thankfully I, I made it finally. I mean, there were times where I was probably a bad teammate just because of my attitude, but it had nothing to do with my teammates. It had to do everything that was going on inside of me and what was going on with me. So, you know, at least I'm aware of that and can fix all that stuff now. I mean, did you find that the mentality changed once you got there and you had been there for a little while? Um, or did it, was it still just like, were you still just kind of pissed off for the whole run? Uh, no. So once I got there, I was like, finally, like, oh my God, <laughs> like I could be like normal again, not pissed off because I have to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich before the game now. You know what I mean? I can finally get some decent food here. Um <laughs> I don't have to sleep on a floor anymore. Like it's stuff like that. It's just grinding. And it's just like, it's a lot. So yeah. it was a relief, you know, who was your first appearance against the Rays? So oh, you yeah. must've left some kind of an impact on that. I went three innings with four strikeouts and two hits. It's not bad. Who was the yeah. first batter? I don't remember. It was some rookie. I think I walked him. <laughs> And then the next guy punched and I think the next guy hit into a double play, and I was like, "Oh, that's easy." And I just walked away. <laughs> and they sent they sent me out there for two more innings, and I'm like, "Yo, I'm getting gassed here. Like, I haven't pitched three innings in like five years. What's going on? Why am I throwing three innings?" Yeah, don't worry yeah. about it. Just 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 go out there. It's fine. Don't don't worry about it. Yeah, it was just like I think Longo was on the team. I think uh, well, Logan Morrison, like Kiermaier. I was just like, "Geez, this is a lot going on right now." Yeah, so, yeah, I mean that's I mean that's like the the major league roster and the AAA roster. Do you find that there's a big um, there's just like a big di- difficulty gap, or do you kind of look at them like ah eh, whatever it's batters a batter? Um, there's a difficulty gap for sure. Um, definitely in the big leagues, there's more damage to be done at the lower end of the lineups. Um, and AAA, not as much damage. Still great hitters, just. At the big leagues, you could definitely see the damage being done, though. Do you go? Do you do a lot of research before each game, like with who you could be potentially pitching to, or do you just kind of go out there and let it fly? Uh, for me, what works best for me is just going out there and let it fly. If I if I dive deep into stuff, I'm gonna get thrown off to like my strengths. You know what I mean? And and I just want to stick to okay. what I'm good at. And if they beat me, they beat me. And if they don't, they don't. I really can't control what's gonna happen. Uh, when I'm out there, once that ball leaves my hand, I literally have no control of what's going on. So, you know, I just leave it up to the universe. If that ball's going to be hitting on the ground, it's going to be on the ground. If it's going over the fence, well, I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? What would you say your best pitch is? Like what? And like what? What is? What is that's? What is the strength of it? I have no idea what my best. Um, maybe my slider. I think they hit like 186 off of it or something like that. I think I'm gonna go with the slider. I think it's a is good it, one. Is it just like a like one of those frisbee ones where it's just you just kind of can't really line it up? I think so. Honestly, I don't know where any of my pitches are going. I just try to throw it <laughs> over the middle because it moves. So I'm just trying to like if I locate, I'm screwed. So I just try to throw it down the middle. 
No, that makes because it's like even if you have great control, you're not going to be able to unless you're Greg Maddox, you're not going to be able to hit right where you are, right, right wherever you want to. So that makes that makes a lot of sense. That seems to be a lot of what if you look at like who the Red Sox have been bringing in free agent wise, like a lot of the relief pitchers kind of seem to go with like just strike throwers, you know, just here's my stuff. If you can beat me, you can beat me. Yeah, that's, that's kind of how I am. I don't think I'm too much of a strike thrower anymore, but like I just try to go I just try to go in there and just try to dominate dominate whoever's up there and if I throw a strike, thank you. If I don't, uh, well, I'm screwed. So that's pretty much how it is. Two questions for you. Um one, have you had the opportunity to use Pitchcom yet? Uh yeah, I think I used Pitchcom last year in spring training. It was pretty cool. I liked it. Um yeah, I didn't. I didn't see an issue with it. I thought. It, I thought it was awesome. And so, uh, follow up to that, they're talking about bringing the uh, the ro- robo umps or whatever. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? One hundred percent. Bring the robo umps. I'm not a big umpire fan, to be honest with you, um, especially because, like, I mean, Angel like, Hernandez our, stuff, <laughs> our stuff moves so weird, right? So, like, sometimes umpires can't even pick it up or they can't see it because of our delivery or how they are set up. And it's like, you just balled me on a strike that has a potential to be a strikeout. Next pitch could be a home run. And it's like, how can you miss that call in this situation? So I think we need the, these uh, robotic umpires, to be honest. Okay. How do you feel about the new uh, the new stolen base rules and the, the pickoff amounts? Uh, I haven't even looked into it. What are they? Can you guys tell me? Oh, um, man. So bigger bases, pitchers can make, I believe it's up to three pickoff attempts. And if on the third one, like, uh, they don't catch the guy. He, it's a, I believe it's a bonk. So you get, like, three shots at picking the guy off. Like, what's going on? Like, who's making up these rules? Is it Rob Manfred? Because, like, this guy's <laughs> never played baseball a day in his life and thinks that the game is going to go faster, and it's not. It's making everything a lot slower. So I just, like, why can't we just play regular traditional baseball and just have fun? I don't get it. We got – uh, you got the pitch clock. You got the shift. You got, you got the, the shift. You got the three batter minimum. Like, what's going on here? So you're not a you're not a fan of any of these uh, any of these old, old school. I like the old school baseball. To be get off my lawn. Yeah, yeah. Well, except, except for robots. robots are cool. I'll take the robots because I like AI stuff. So I'm <laughs> cool with the robots. But get rid of everything else. I like the three. I don't want the three batter minimum. I'm left handed. I want to get in. I want to get out. Like that's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned before that this was before you were a pitcher um what position did you play prior to pitching uh in high school i was like an outfielder or a first baseman but i was pitching uh through my whole professional career i mean i was a starter at one point in my in my life uh the cardinals banged that really quick they said hey uh we're gonna make you a reliever and honestly i was a good starter too so i don't know what um do you do you miss that like the kind of having to hold back to keep your arm uh like live later on or like do you do you approach relief pitching but very different than how you approach starting so i was approaching uh relief pitching the same as starting when i first became a reliever which is weird when i shouldn't have done it but as i've gotten older i think this is going to be my i don't know maybe my like seventh year relieving is just like balls to the walls ride 
like I'm coming after you type deal. Come out the gate hot. You just come out the gate slow. Now I'm coming out the gate hot. Yeah, just air it out. Especially if you were uh, like, I, I would imagine as a lefty back when it was wasn't the three batter minimum, you could just go all in on the one batter you were getting, or maybe the two. Oh my god, like, I would let that. Yeah, I would let that thing rip. Well, now it's well now since I pitch from the first base side when I used to pitch from the the middle, I could win all the way over. The, I just let that thing rip. I don't care if I hit you. I don't care about any of that. Like I'm letting it rip, and if you can hit my stuff, hit it. And that's how I see it. Love the attitude. I just don't care. I I, I honestly (laughs) just don't care. I just don't care. That I can't, I like, honestly, I can't imagine a better outlook going into a game out of the pen. Like just, it's just such a, just, just fuck you. Like that's whatever, whatever happens, happens. If, if I, if I start caring too much, oh my God, I start getting lit up. I suck. Uh, I'm terrible, but if I, I'm telling you, if I don't care, if I give zero Fs, best pitcher, I swear. I don't know what it is. Like, if I just don't care what happens, I turn into the best pitcher. It's amazing. How long did it take for you to realize that? I had it. It, come, it comes and goes. It comes and goes in waves. So, like, 2020, I didn't care at all, and I put up a zero year. Right. 2021, I was caring a little too much because I had, like, a perfect year the year before, and... I was like, okay, I need to stay in the big leagues. Like, and then I'm starting to get hit a little bit. I was like, okay, I care way too much about this game right now. Uh, obviously, it got me to get outrighted. And then I go into spring training with the Phillies, about to break with the team, and then I hurt my shoulder. And then uh, I still, ha- still had a good year. Pitching AAA a little bit last year, still did well in 11 innings. But um, I cared a lot less then. So it's it's, it's so what you're saying is it's it's noticeable when you care and when you don't care. Yes, 100% noticeable. Like I, my last game with the Rays, I think I was pitching against the Astros. I didn't care whatsoever. I think I went like two innings, I think. Maybe two and a third, I don't know, two innings and I'm blowing 94 95 striking out two dudes like it was insane. Just didn't care. Up the Astros, man. <laughs> um, so I got uh, I got a question um, for you now. I grew up. I'm I'm culturally very Jewish, not particularly religiously Jewish. Um, how how did you grow up in that in that regard? Uh, I'm Jewish, if you know what I mean. So, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's not really, you know, I am. Uh, I do. I did have a bar mitzvah. Uh, grandparents were in the Holocaust. Everybody knows. Um, but I, I, I'm not really too religious or anything like that. I don't really celebrate too many holidays. So um, I just do it for my grandparents. They had to go through a lot, and uh, I just respect the culture because of them. Yeah. No, I've always had that that attitude as well. We had. Uh, we. I've actually in the process of um, getting an Austrian citizenship because um, if you could prove that. You had family that forcibly left. You can apply for that. I mean, the main thing, like, honestly, all it really allows you to do is vote in elections there. But it's yeah. sort of like that, you know, like trying to have that connection with my family that had to leave forcibly there. Um, it's just it's one of those things that's very, um, you know, like I watched Team Israel play and it's like, 
you know, like these are a bunch of guys that kind of look like me. We don't, there aren't a lot of Jews in sports. So it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of cool just getting to see that you don't really like, look at the Olympics. It's like wind sailing is the only sport Israel ever uh, medals in. Like, um, you know, it was a really big deal for me, at least in the Olympics when uh, they eliminated Mexico from, uh, from the tournament there um, in, uh, back in, uh, I think it was the Tokyo Olympics. Um, yeah. Did you have, because you mentioned Sean Green being like your favorite player. Did you ever, did you have that connection with uh, certain baseball players? Because also if you were a Dodgers fan and you're left-handed, I mean, Sandy Koufax. Yeah, I mean, I would get like compared to like, oh, Sandy Koufax. I think it's just because I'm left-handed and right. Jewish. But that's really it. I haven't really had any other like deep connections or anything like that. Um, no other favorite players, really. Um, just growing up, you just see these kids, you see these guys, and you're just like, oh, I want to be like these dudes. And then as you get older, you're like, I don't really have a favorite baseball player anymore. I'm my own favorite baseball player. So uh, that's kind of that's how I go about it, yeah. So do you play as yourself in like MLB The Show? I don't even play video games, to be honest with you. I did get a, a text from my buddy last year that, I do have a 99 overall on my movement in MLB The Show. So I'm proud to say, even though I'm like a 49 overall in the show, I do have a 99 profile (laughs) in there. Do you guys like, because like after you see yourself in like a video game and like on baseball cards and that kind of thing, does that ever lose the effect? Or is it still kind of cool like as, you know, as you've been through this for how for however long you've been doing it i think it's pretty dope because like everyone can play video games so i think it's like pretty cool like hey i'm in a video game like this is sweet i'll get like text messages from people like screenshotting my picture and stuff i think it's pretty dope i think every child growing up is like oh i want to be in a video game and then like you finally are it's like whoa like i'm in a video game like this is sweet so what um what are you into outside of uh outside of baseball you know, honestly, as I've gotten older, I'm, I'm like turned into so much of like a homebody that like I really don't do too much, to be honest with you. I just like hang out, try to eat super clean, uh, watch some Netflix and trash reality TV. And that's really it. Like, I don't really do too much anymore. I got to ask you something. When I'm in Los Angeles. Yeah. I got to ask you something about the Netflix because, again, following your Twitter, what did you think of season two of White Lotus? thought it was great honestly but the ending oh my god i wish like jennifer coolidge didn't die the way that she did i think that was kind of stupid uh kind of just like i was just sitting there like what did i just watch like out of all things uh, after, after all that man yeah she killed five men she just slip off a boat like there gotta be there has to be something better than that uh but I spoiler was, alert i, I haven't watched it. this oh yeah well there i just killed it for you i'm so sorry um, but yeah, the, the season was great. I thought the second season was phenomenal. Um, it kept me on my toes the whole time. So I didn't know what was happening next, which I really liked. So that, so now that we're talking about Netflix, I got to ask this. Netflix is starting to uh, make it so that people can't use their accounts like away from their home IP address. Like, what the hell is this about? Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, well, Netflix isn't a profitable profitable company so uh they're really gonna kill what i'm doing because i use my ex-girlfriend's netflix account for the last seven years so i'm kind of screwed at the moment yeah this is gonna suck so uh yeah 
Like you're gonna oh, have to get you're gonna need a new girlfriend to to get to get another steal another password that's off of it. That's what I'm saying, but I don't like you Netflix. What the heck? <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the way I'm going about it. Do you have a do you have a favorite show on Netflix? If uh Oh man. Favorite show, you know oh, I always get into these trashy TV shows. Like I mean, I'm talking same. about I'm talking about you're going to lose brain cells watching them type of TV I'm, shows. I have a Love fiance. I know what you're talking. Yep, we were yeah. just we just watched some of that last night. They have like what the show? after the altar special. Love is blind. Yeah. God. Love is blind. Freaking. What's the ultimatum? What are the other ones? There's a bunch more. You know. Oh, there and was I like. Get, yeah. I get offered to go on these shows too, which is hilarious from casting directors. But uh, I might. That's do the most LA myself. thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Tell me you're from LA, but but don't tell me you're from LA. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I think I think I might do it after my baseball career. To be honest with you. Oh my god, I would want like first. I mean, I, I think the only ball player I've I remember Jeff Kent was on Survivor a few years ago, <laughs> and like Aaron Rodgers' brother was on The Bachelor or something like oh, that. That's but what, great. Wasn't just was Justin Turner was on Hell's Kitchen just recently. He was just on that like cornball, uh, that cornhole tournament uh, on ESPN two the other day. Oh, that's amazing! Just... Yeah, it's also like that. if you, if you asked me like what Justin Turner's secondary sport was, I probably would have been able to guess cornhole. Also, just I think I think I could beat him in cornhole. Oh, oh, oh interesting. Oh, we we got to get a uh, we got to get a cornhole yeah. uh, tournament going on between the Red Sox. Yeah, JT, great dude. I just think. I, I dominate. I'm a cornhole guy. You just go into it, don't caring, right? Not caring. Oh, I don't care. I'm gonna beat you. <laughs> That's just how it's going. You know? Which reality show would you be on if you could choose any any of them? Oh man, I don't know. I can't. I can't do Love Is Blind because I don't think I don't think Love Is Blind. So no, it's, I, 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 yeah, that's kind of the yeah, point of the show, I right? Do that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I could do that one. Reality show that I would be on. Man, that's a really good, good question. Um, what show do you think? What, what, what do you think I would be on? What do you guys think? I think you would be really good on The Bachelor, honestly. See, the I think thing, you'd be a fun the Bachelor. Reason, the reason why I didn't pick it, I get offered to go on The Bachelorette constantly. Um the reason why is because I, I would just laugh the whole time. It's a joke. <laughs> like, I'm not going to fall in love with this chick while all these other dudes are, like, trying to spit game. You know what I mean? Like, I would just be like, this is so silly. Like, this is hilarious. Can't do it. That's are the only in, reason why it, I didn't pick it. Are you into I, swords I, at all? Because there's that show where, like, everybody comes on with a sword and they, like, try to cut through all of these things. I could see you being pretty good at that. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what show that is. I think it's called like I have to check because somebody I watched this on New Year's and like full disclosure I was really stoned for it, but it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Like there's like a maze that you have to go through and there's like these different objects in front of you and you have to like cut through them with your sword and like you bring on your sword with it's like some of them have big knives. One guy I think had like a machete. It was it was pretty it was pretty cool. I have to I have to look this up again. <laughs> I think I'd be absolutely terrible at that just because I'm a city boy. I'm from Los Angeles. So it's like, we, I don't think we do good with swords, to be honest. Like, if you put me on naked and afraid, I'm done. I'm dying after the first day. 
I, you are yeah. all, it's like I'm naked, therefore I'm already afraid. Okay, we're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would it wouldn't be able to survive a day. So oh, gosh, I'm I trying to think I of now like other reality shows. I can't even I can't even like mention come up with like a name for a uh, a TV show like that. How long have you been watching this stuff, Ed? Because now Me? I have questions for you. Okay, so I have an older sister who was really into Jerry Springer when I was uh, a kid. I love Jerry Springer. That was, kind of, that was my start into this, because I do consider that it's trash, but it's technically reality TV. So I consider that <laughs> my origin story. And then I got my senior year of high school, there was a show on VH1 called I Love New York. It was a sequel to the Flavor Flav dating show. Oh, and there was a guy from my high school that was on it. And... I got into it from that, from that, I was like 17 and it was all downhill from there. Like, it's just, I, I can't, it's like, do I hate myself while I'm watching it a little bit, but do I enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't really feel any shame about it at this point. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I have, you know, I think I watch more of the dating stuff now that um, I moved in with my girlfriend. There's like the 90 day fiance and like, uh, Married at First Sight and that stuff. There was a season of that in Boston, so it was like, oh, I know where that is. But uh, <laughs> it's a lot of dating stuff. I don't really watch, like, The Biggest Loser or, like, I stopped watching American Idol a long time ago. Uh, it, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I think that you'd be good on any of these shows where there are 24 beautiful women trying to win your affection, Ryan. I'm going to be honest. I think that would be a good fit for you. I feel like that would be the response if he was on there and him just laughing at them. It'd be great. I'd watch it. It's just so funny to me, but yes, I am single. So you never know. I might, I might, uh, might go on one of these shows soon. So. Uh, All right. Yeah. Red Sox ladies. (laughs) <laughs> they, they, could, they used to do stuff like that on Nesson where they'd have like uh, they do like a Red Sox themed dating show or something. So maybe they could have like a, a Red Sox themed dating show, but just with Ryan Sheriff. Oh, that's hilarious. Different, different that'd girl be, every episode, you know, that'd be so funny. Oh, my God. I don't know if I would be able to, to handle it. It's a lot. I think you'd figure it out. I don't know. I think you'd. Yeah. Fi- I think you'd figure something <laughs> out. You know, we maybe like they could just do like once a month, and then at the end of the season, like at the end of the baseball season, just have six of them back to back. You know, it doesn't have to be anything. It doesn't have to be like a full hour long ten episode run. But I think I think I would watch it. You know, so that's uh, there's already yeah. an audience there. <laughs> I'd make an adjustment. You know, we got this. I'll, I'll figure it out. You're 100 percent right. Oh man. So what what's up next for you? Like what's um pitchers and catchers are fully reporting what on the in three days? Are you just kind of excited to start competing? Yeah, you know, just you know, I'm gonna throw a bullpen tomorrow. Um just honestly just hang out and just uh just go with the flow, basically. Just try to have fun. Either make the team or don't. Go to AAA, get released. I don't know, I don't care. Like whatever happens, happens. Um I just can't control any of it. So I just can only control what I do. Radical acceptance. It's a good, good, honestly, there's not a lot else you can do. We, we don't have much control over anything. It's, it's kind of wild to me though, that you're like, yeah, no, as soon as the ball comes out of my hand, like whatever, like that's seriously like what, what I I can't, I learned that in 20, 2012, I went 10 and 0 as a, as a starter. Holy shit. And, uh, (laughs) 
I had one bad game. My manager was like, you can't control anything. And so uh, I was just like, yeah, you're right. I can't control once the ball leaves my hand. And so uh, that's basically how I live my life now and try to take baseball. Yeah, I know um, you said a half hour, so we could uh, wrap up in a in a minute. I do have one more question for you. Yeah. Um, when you talk about me about like meeting McGuire and like all of these uh, like the catchers and stuff, is it how long does it take for you to kind of get on the same page as a catcher? I don't know. I met Reese for the first time today, and me and that guy clicked like this, like easy. Awesome like I, I, yeah, we just clicked like right off the bat. I don't know if it's the energies or what. I know that me and that guy are going to be bros, so that's going to be pretty cool. Um, I don't know. I think it's pretty cool. A lot of them know me because I've been in the AL East for so long. So it's like they've all had to face me over the years. And, and, and it's cool knowing that they know who I am and, and what I can bring to the table, which is dope. Do you find that the AL East is as difficult as everyone says it is to pitch in? Oh, my God. It's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> it's an absolute nightmare. Yeah, that's good to know because you don't, you know, I'm I'm never sure when people say like, oh, well, you know, they were good in Cleveland or something like that, but who like can they pitch? Can they pitch with the Yankees or the Red Sox? And it's like, well, is it that different? Nightmare, nightmare. It's just like when you face the Yankees, it's like facing. Have you ever watched Space Jam? Yep. Yes. It's like Classic. facing those monsters. Oh wow! Because they're all. 611. We really appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks, guys. Best of luck in that. spring training. And, you know, hopefully don't we see you care. in Fenway. Yeah, don't care is the thing. Yeah. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank yeah. you so much. Have a good one. You too, you too man.